All right, we're live. It's both of us. It's a new episode for the second week in a row. Welcome to Dynasty Saturday Night Five, uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, and the Going for Two Live Network. Please make sure you please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on the Going for Two Live audio feed. Uh, if you're watching here on YouTube or other video iterations, like, comment, subscribe notifications follow all that jazz feed the algorithm monsters what they must be fed i'm brian ford here with my co-host as always josh walker josh how you doing doing great had a busy week uh i don't know if you saw but shohei otani signed with uh the worst team they he could have signed with the dodgers so that's it's unfortunate but it's something to it's something to happen when there's no football today so yeah it's it's been a good week i've been busy I'm excited to get into a little bit of a slight, slight redraft episode. I did see the o- Otani thing; like, it blows my mind. His he's getting paid more than like eight teams. So, a couple things here: one, he can't pitch until 2025. Yeah. Two, he's going to be 30 next year, and you're giving him 700 million dollars with like. And my brother sent me some kind of tweet or something like unprecedented referrals the de- deferrals yeah. so this is all yeah. backloaded when he's like 40 <laughs> you know? like what are you doing like i i don't i don't I, like baseball but, is just adequate like i know that i haven't paid attention to baseball in a while so i'm just used to football and the salary cap and a certain level of parity this fuck this this salary spending in baseball is just ridiculous, it's ridiculous. no it really is i, I kind of wish there was some sort of a salary cap because like, yeah, he's going to be 40. I'll get off the soapbox in a second. But he's already had two Tommy John surgeries on his throwing elbow. He's going to be in his 40s. He's had oblique issues, which is not good for a hitter. Those can keep you out four to eight weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be good for a few years. But in years six through ten of that contract, it could be pretty ugly. Yeah. But the money's fine when he's healthy. He's amazing. But, yeah. I remember when the, when the Dodgers signed Kevin Brown to the first $100 million total contract, you know, and that. Was he a pitcher? Yeah, yeah, he was a pitcher, yeah. And uh, that was a big deal then, you know, like, yeah. oh, somebody's going to make $100 million. Man, it's just, you know. But, hey. uh... <laughs> it's something going on on this Saturday where there's no football, so. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, finally, we're not competing with some, like, SEC championship or some shit, <laughs> right, you know? Yeah. All right, so uh, if you're new or need a reminder, Dynasty Saturday Night Five, we talk about Dynasty Fantasy Football. Obviously, we do it using lists of five as kind of like the entry point in the vehicle uh, to do that. Um, This episode is going to be about some trade targets generally based on the uh, strength of schedule for the playoff weeks, your fantasy playoff weeks of weeks 15 to 17, right? Uh, now you may say, "Well, was I'm I'm not I'm not in the playoffs." Well, then the guys that we're saying buy are the ones that you sell, right? Like so, just you know, whatever, however you're approaching this, that's you know, that's where you're at. Uh, it's probably our least dynasty topic that we've done in a really long time because it's so, you know, focused on just this like short term, uh, three weeks. So there, so sort of pulling out the dynasty implications might be a little more difficult. Uh, than 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 usual, but how did you go about picking your your guys? And, and also a follow up question: How much did your increased DFS grinding uh, play a role in in like knowing the week to week matchups and the defensive weaknesses? That's right. Yeah. So the first part of that, I basically went only three of mine are just solely based on the matchups. The other ones are things trending in the right direction as well as it might not be the best matchups in the playoffs, but it's division games where a playoff spot might be on the line. And typically games like that, they pull out all the stops and those games Mm. are a little bit more higher scoring. So it's not all just playing bad teams, but some of them are, some of them aren't. And one of them is just, uh, it's just guys I want on my team at the end. Like I have a lot of uh, teams where I'm in the playoffs, but I'm in fourth, fifth or sixth place. And I don't feel like I have the team. If I'm in the playoffs, I'm without selling, you know, my whole future out. I'm going to try and make some moves to to compete. So, yeah, it was a little bit of mix of schedule, but also uh, good matchups in the end that I think games could hit the over uh, on the betting line. As far as the DFS goes, 
I didn't think about it going into it, but now I've realized there's looking at this, there's going to be some defenses I'm going to target down the stretch to not target for the defense, but players going up against these teams. Like one's the Arizona Cardinals. They're pretty bad across the board. So I've been taking some matchups into effect in DFS, but I'm going to start paying more attention to that and start targeting some of these really weak defenses, especially some like the commanders who have sold off a lot of their good assets for the Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be it could be tiebreakers, you know, when you're thinking about a start sit, right? I um I I would say I thought about this question to ask you because I f- could feel it in like I like through DFS, like increasing my DFS play, I've learned a lot more about football and I've learned a lot more about coaching tendencies and schemes and mm-hmm. matchups and that sort of thing. Um I paid much closer attention to it. I'm usually more of a big pick, you know, and and I think that that helped me in this regard. But you know, we'll we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but today's show is brought to you by our friends and sponsors at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is industry leader, best ball pickums, tournaments, sports besides uh, football. You know, we've got some thing that some people call a sport called baseball. Uh, we've got uh, basketball, which some people call a sport, hockey, <laughs> golf, which some people call a sport, uh, you know, and and uh, the pickums are fun. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, the best ball, uh, you know, uh, obviously the, the drafting is over, but it's, uh, you know, still a, they do best ball style DFS every week. So, you know, that's fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you are a new account at Underdog, you can use the promo code GF2 and get your first deposit matched up to $100. So you go to going, uh, you go to underdog.com, you go to the Underdog app, use a promo code GF2, and get up to $100 of your first deposit matched by Underdog. You can start playing, maybe start winning, have a little bit of fun in these last few weeks of the season. All right, let's kick it off with our playoff schedule trade targets sort of thingy. Uh, and uh, you you can you can start us off. Yeah, there is one point I wanted to add. I did not add this into my analysis on this because it's hard to predict, but pay attention to weather as the weeks go on. Mm. It's really hard to predict now, so I didn't even bother trying to look at that, but that will play a big part in the playoffs, whether it's snowing, it's really windy, uh, rainy and windy. So some of those alone won't be too bad, but the snow and wind combined and wane and rain combined can really uh, affect things. So just keep that in mind later on. For sure. Um, yeah, I'll start out with it. I'm going to start out with the one that's going to be the hardest to buy because they're the most expensive. But I think it could really pay off if if you have the pieces to get these guys. It's going to be the 49ers skill players, not George Kittle. So you got Debo, Ayu, Christian McCaffrey, especially and Purdy. Now none of those are going to be cheap. All their stocks are pretty high. But if you've got some picks and you're trying to compete and you really want to win, go and try and get Christian McCaffrey from a team who's not going to be in the playoffs or might not compete for a year or two. Cause at that point, McCaffrey might be older. Um, yeah. So starting off week 15, I just broke it down here. Week 15, they play the Cardinals. They're fourth in points allowed to quarterbacks first in points allowed to running backs and ninth to receivers. So they're all bottom 10 and all the categories for fantasy purposes. These guys don't need uh, an easy matchup to put up a bunch of points. So that game should be over by halftime. Uh, week 16, you got the Ravens. This is a their top 10 against every position, but with the implications of this game it being later in the season, I could see this game being kind of a shootout. And the uh, 49er skill positions are good enough to where just because they're facing a really good defense, I'm not going to sit any of them. So I'm not really too worried about that matchup. And week 17, you got the Commanders. They're first in points allowed to quarterbacks, fourth to running backs, and second to wide receivers. They give up a bunch of big plays, so Debo and Ayuk should be able to feast. McCaffrey could have over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, the price, they're not cheap. But if you can go and get McCaffrey or Debo or Ayuk, it won't only benefit you this year, but the next two or three years. And if you're competing this year, hopefully you will be the next year or two also. So I think it'll be worth uh, giving up a couple of first-round picks for McCaffrey even if you need to. Yeah, you know, as you said, they're 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 expensive. And, and, and as you said, you know um, – uh, well, I think there's there might be some people watching is like, well, wait a minute, you know, what non-contender still has McCaffrey or whatever. And the I, I think there's a couple things uh you know to point out. One, I, I forgot to say at the top, like 
I think you and I generally are against trade deadlines in dynasty leagues, but you know, most of them that do have a deadline, it's, it's this week. So there's still time to do it. And also there may be a team that looks like they're just slipping out of the playoffs, right? They were maybe the five or six seed or whatever. And, and, and now, you know, maybe they, you know, Trevor or Joe Burrow, whatever it was, right? Like, and now they've fallen out of contention, right? So now maybe some of those better players are going to become available in trades because people were holding on to them because they thought they were competing, right? So now I, you know, I have a, a major injury uh, and it really looks like now my playoff chances are are sunk if I don't if I don't scramble to get something done. And so now I'm holding on to this 27 year old running back Christian McCaffrey, who is like, you know, if you look at ceiling week to week, it hasn't been huge, but so reliable for production and has been knock on wood healthy all year, which in 2023 is is meaningful. So. Yeah, um, he and his and his comrades on San Francisco are certainly good targets. I guess I'll start with my most expensive one too, the hardest one to get. And that's Nico Collins, with an honorable mention for Robert Woods or or Noah Brown if you can if you can grab them cheaper. They play Tennessee twice, uh, you know, obviously once on the road and then Week 17 at home. In between Cleveland, Cleveland's good pass defense, right? Um, but <clears throat> here's the thing, <clears throat> uh, you know, when you get Tennessee twice as a pass funnel and they're especially terrible with uh, perimeter receivers. And when now you have Nico Collins without Tank Dell getting, you know, 40% or whatever, you know, target shares, it, it's just, it's, it's, you know, guaranteed points. Is it going to be expensive? Yes. But you're investing in a player that probably also has some long-term dynasty upside. So it's kind of worth it. Um, you know, I think when I look at Houston uh, and I see, you know, they they need to shore up their defense. They probably are going to draft a running back at some point. I don't know that like uh, uh, top end wide receiver that's good enough to compete with Dell and Nico for targets is really on their radar as a need or priority. Right. Um, offensive line, also another priority for them. So, in other words, I think it's pretty safe that Nico is probably the, one of the top two pass catchers there again next year. So it's not like, you know, you're you're just buying some 35-year-old or something, right? Um, are you maybe going to overpay a little bit because you're a contender now and Tank, Tank Dell's injured, so his stock is up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, probably, you know, but... You know, that's sometimes that that's just the way it goes. But, you know, I looked at I looked at playing Tennessee twice and, and a Cleveland team that, you know, yeah, they're a good defense. But when you but, you know, that balances out by playing Tennessee twice and the possibility that who knows how hard Cleveland is playing by week 16. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Nico Collins is, is my first playoff schedule. Bye. Yeah, I like that. He. He's someone that can honestly push into wide receiver one and dynasty territory with Stroud moving forward because he's still pretty young just now had his breakout and I don't see them getting another receiver when they can build around tank Dell, Nico Collins, and maybe Schultz. So yeah, I'd love Nico Collins. I'm finally glad he's breaking out. Um, Say you're a non-contender, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got Nico. So you don't have like a whole lot of motivation to move him because he's young and ascending on his rookie Mm -hmm. contract. Right. But what's it going to take for a contender to get him from you then? Since there's a low motivation, what's the overpay that you want? Like, um, like a twenty-five first and two seconds is that going to be enough? Like, I don't like. What What do you want? I, I think I, I would honestly try and get two first and maybe throw a lesser pick in there in the off. But honestly, if this is honestly low chance of this happening, I'd try and go after Tank Dell. He's hurt, not going to finish this year. If person's trying to compete. I might just try and do a swap, mm. maybe even throw in a little something on top. But it would have to be if I did a, a younger player, but there's not many younger players that are putting out the production, you know, maybe like an Addison or JSN or something like that. But yeah, it's going to take hopefully two firsts if I'm not competing. I'm going to try and get a couple of firsts or a first and two or three seconds. Okay. Right uh, who's your next week 15 to 17 by? I'm going to go with, I'm going to jump to tight end. Someone I actually just traded for in a league where I lost Mark Andrews. Uh, Dallas Goddard. 
so his schedule moving forward, I didn't do week 14 because that's tomorrow. Some of you might not watch this uh, or listen to this by then. So I'm going to go week 15, the Seahawks. They're decent against tight ends, 18th. Uh, week 16, you got the Giants. That's like the one matchup I don't really like. But honestly, Dallas Goddard being in the lineup and that Eagles offense being so good, I'm not worried about matchups with Goddard. Mm-hmm. He's the other one that wasn't really matchup based. Uh, it's just more so he's coming off an injury. I feel like I got him pretty cheaply. And I think he can too, especially for a team that just lost Mark Andrews, who, who has just been streaming tight ends this year. And then week 17, they face the Cardinals. They're decent against tight ends, but that whole defense is just really bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they, teams are just able to run the ball and throw it to their receivers where they don't really have to use the tight end much because they're so bad. So I'm not worried about that. I think he's a great buy. I think he can hold top five to top seven tight end uh, value moving forward, especially on that offense. And I don't know if A.J. Brown's hurt, but his target share has gone down a little bit. So that means there's more targets to go around. And Devontae Smith hasn't yet really picked that, up that slack. So I think Goddard's going to step in and jump right back into a pretty good target share. So um, When healthy, you know, he's he's the number two pass option on yep. the team we've yep. seen smith's big games ceiling games usually come when goddard is out you know uh so that's something to keep in mind you know for all of them moving forward how about what's what's the price you know as a buyer or seller on, on a goddard price on goddard i'm usually trying to throw him in and a league where i'm trying to sell and i have goddard I put him uh, up for the 24, even 25 second. I'd probably take that straight up just because he is getting a little older coming off of injury. So I'd probably take any second that's not going to be late and in like 2026. But I'd honestly try to get a little more than that and then work back down to a second. But I'm, most of the leagues I got him in, I just kind of threw him in as a piece if I needed a tight end or lost Mark Andrews. I like that. Um, Wyatt checking in from uh, JWB. Thanks for thanks for hopping in uh, as a viewer and a chatter. Zay Flowers uh, shootout during Championship Week versus Miami. I didn't love the rest of Baltimore's schedule, but but I'm I, I'm feeling it right because at San Francisco, you know, you're probably shooting out there, and at Jacksonville, who has like a sneakily good secondary th- this year and, and is weaker against the run than they are against the pass. That's not like a shutdown matchup either. So, so yeah, I like, I like Zay Flowers. That's, that's, uh, no, that's I, a good one. I love Zay Flowers. Like, he's, he's my most rostered rookie and I'm pretty happy about it, even though there's been some kind of plateaued a little bit, but he's yeah. looked really good. And especially, you know, at, you know, with no, with no Andrews, Flowers becomes exactly. all that more, all that oh, yeah. more attractive. I, I like Zay a lot. I, I'm still not sold on the Baltimore offensive renaissance. And I'm still not sold on what he is when Andrews is there. However, I think it's important to note that um, there hasn't been too many games where Baltimore has had to turn it on. And that, I think, is that might be coloring my view and some other people's view of what this Baltimore offense is and can be. So. I like, I like that well, call. I also think that – I think it was the Lions they played a few weeks ago where they just absolutely beat the brakes off of them. And that offense, they were running it 10 yards of play, play action passes wide open. I don't know what happened, but if we could see that again, especially against Miami, that could be a really good game, really good for fantasy. All right, so I'll stick with Philadelphia, probably another expensive guy. But, again, if there's a team that just slipped out of the playoffs, they're probably looking to get rid of a running back that the team doesn't have too much uh you know uh invested in as far as like uh he get they got him for free and they can get a comp pick for him deandre swift uh who i think i talked about uh on week one of the jwb uh you know the dynasty show on on monday because that was the week that you know swift was like nowhere to be found and gainwell had a big week but you know we've seen what swift can do i think you know given the state of dynasty running backs uh, you know, I think I've got him in my top 12 or 13 somewhere in there. Like, like he is what he is at this point. It's a great offense. Obviously, there's TD, you know, concerns with with Jalen Hurts. But, um, you know, look at the, when we're looking at the schedule at Seattle, you know, like one reason we love CMC this week in DFS is the Seattle matchup. Uh, the Giants, I'm not really afraid of. And as you said, in championship week, Arizona, who's very leaky, especially against running backs, so if there's somebody who slipped out of the playoffs or who for some reason still has Swift lying around their roster, go grab him. I think, you know, given the fact that he's a running back, there's almost that like positional discount. 
and also and a positional discount in also in the sense of like I want to get rid of a running back because I'm not contending, you know, discount. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I I think you know that might be that might be a decent target as well, especially if you've had which is very common injuries in in your running back group. Uh, I'm not I didn't think too too much about uh, buying or selling as far as a price because because from what I have seen this year, his value really is all over the place. Uh, and and is often linked to like his spike weeks, you know, uh, what people yep. have been able to get for him. Um, I don't know. There's uh, two seconds doing it for you. If you have Swift and I, and I send you two seconds. Probably so, just because we really don't know what his future is. And, you know, I don't know if it's because of the usage or he's battling something, but his efficiency has gone down a little bit. His missed tackle rate's gone down some over the weeks too. So I would probably I'd take two seconds for him if I'm not competing. Okay. Uh, who is your third playoff week schedule tar- trade target? Third one. I'm gonna jump. To, I got two guys who kind of jumped them together because they're on the same team. One, uh, let's go, Josh Downs and Alec Pierce. Uh, Josh Downs is clearly the number two option. He's getting pretty good target share for a rookie behind Michael Pittman. Um, and Alec Pierce got a touchdown last game. He's been getting a lot more targets. I think I kind of hope they stop just using him kind of like they use George Pickens on just go routes and just chunking it deep to him and use him a little more all over the field. But we'll, we'll have to see about that. Um, so their schedule, they got the Steelers week 15. They're middle of the road against wide receivers, but lately they have not looked very good on defense. They gave up almost 100 yards to Juju Smith-Schuster the other day. Um, the Falcons – that one looks tough on paper. They're 28th uh, in points allowed to wide receivers. But they've also been prone to give up huge games of wide receivers. I know DeAndre Hopkins threw A.J. Terrell down but on one of those plays, but he had a big game. And I think a lot of them is the division they're in, the teams they play twice, do not have really good receiving cores or really good passing games. So I don't trust the 28th in points allowed to uh, receivers for the Falcons as much. I think they're a little more middle of the road just watching the games. Um, so I don't think that matchup is as bad as it looks. And then week 17, you got the Raiders. And I think if the Colts keep winning like they are, they're going to be shooting for a playoff spot. So even if they're ahead, I think they're going to just try and put, put up as many points as they can. And I just don't see them having an issue moving the ball. These guys are – Alec Pierce should be pretty cheap. I've literally got him just as a throw on instead of a third or fourth. That might change since he got a yeah. touchdown, but I still think he's going to be pretty cheap to add on. But downs, I want – if I'm giving downs up, I want at least a 25 first, maybe even 26 first. 24 early to mid first might be a little much. But I'd take a first and then give in another pick for that. So I I, I love Josh Downs. Honestly, I would trade him straight up for Rasheed Rice if somebody likes Rasheed Rice. I would take Josh Downs over Rasheed Rice. Um, aging running backs, I would give up for him too. So. Yeah. I was going to say high and by to, uh, to Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, we barely knew you. No, uh, yeah. Thanks for checking in. We'll uh, we'll see you around for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I like I love Downs, but I don't know that I could demand a, a that that price for him. Like, do you think I don't, that's okay? All right. I Maybe. I was higher on Downs coming in. I had him fourth in my receivers coming in, so I had a QJ in behind Addison. Mm-hmm. And just seeing this target share, even when he wasn't healthy, he's been battling with a little knee issue. He's still. Even though it doesn't look good on paper watching the games and watching the tape, he still looks pretty good out there. He gets open. He's very sure-handed. So, yeah, I like him. With Pierce, it's interesting, right? So we heard that, like, we got to get Pierce the ball more. And then, like, once he gets the ball, you know, the broadcast is like, they said they were going to get Pierce the ball more, which, you know, cool. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. The other thing I like about about Pierce, when we look at Indy, Indy's uh, – games right the the last like i think eight games or something if, if it wasn't carolina or new england um like they, there's been a, a lot of uh high scoring like point totals in those games yeah they they even with Minshew, they still kept up their pace of play that they were doing with richardson and when richardson gets back you know the deep ball he's kind of already got that box checked that's not something that he has to you know improve at right like yeah. And that's Pierce's calling card, you know, we think. So, yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's a person who I was high on as far as, like, 
oh, he's a riser, you know, he's somebody to watch out for. And then he just basically seemed to be, you know, missing in action earlier this season. And he kind of was slipping in my rankings. It's like, listen, well, if the team's not using him, then, you know, I don't know whatever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad to see him get some targets and definitely a, a, a sneaky buy. I'm going to go, speaking of aging running backs that you might give up for Josh Downs, uh, Alvin Kamara, right? Um, listen, he is what he is, right? He's like 28 or something, you know, running back, right? Uh, we the the contract, it is what it is, right? Like I, I think, I think it's one of those like where it's hard to get out of, but I also think it's one of those things where like this year could be the year. I forget. I was looking on Spotrack like a few months ago at it. I gotta, I gotta go anyway, right? But honorable mention. Also for Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, and Rashid Shahid, if you can grab them as cheaper options. Um, you know, again, you're getting the running back discount. Again, you know, you're getting the, oh, sh I got to get rid of a 28-year-old running back discount, right? Um, Giants at the Rams. Uh, so indoors uh, in a defense that is not very formidable. And then at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has this reputation as, you know, a uh, uh, you know, a good run defense and a, and a pass funnel. And the thing is, like, they're better against the run than the pass, which is kind of okay. A team can be a pass funnel for like three reasons, right? They're 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 shit at the pass, so you pass on them. Yeah, they're just really good at the run, so you kind of have to pass on them. Or they're a really good team, and they they there's a lot of positive game scripts and a lot of people catching up to them, and so that you got you have to pass on them. But anyway, right? So Tampa Bay, you know this. Like Vita Via, you know, he is what he is, right? He's he's really good. And in games when he's in and healthy, they're but they're they're starting to to chip away at that reputation with Tampa Bay. Like, you know, uh this week, right? I think Via is still banged up. And I think Derek White, not 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 De is it De Devin White. I think he's still out this week. So anyway, the last few weeks Levante David's been out too. We've seen, you know, chinks in the armor for Tampa Bay's run defense, but also you're getting the PPR stuff with Kamara, right? I mean, that's really where where we want, you know, him to excel. And I think, you know, all, all three of those matchups uh, are are favorable, you know, for him in, in a way. And certainly nothing where I'm looking at it and going, oof, he's got to he's got to look at that defense. And you've got one that's you got two that's in a dome, the home game against the Giants, and at the Rams, and then the third one's in good weather at Tampa Bay, right? So, you know. If some team just slipped out of contention and they're like, "Oh crap! Now I got to get rid of Alvin Kamara," he's a guy to he's a guy to look at. And then, of course, those other those other cheaper options that I mentioned. Yeah, that's a good one. One of the orphans I took over this year, I'm six and seven, just got knocked out of the playoffs, and I have Kamara in that league. And that's what I was going to do tomorrow before the game started, send out some offers for him. So I think that's a that's a good one if you're not competing because there's really no uh, use in holding on to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, my next one, let's see where I'm at. All right, I'm going to hit the Packers receivers real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mainly Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs over Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson's price went back up after he had a, a really good game. And I'm not sure I want in at the price that you can get him at when you can get uh, Reed and D Dobbs for a little bit cheaper. So their schedule, week 15, like you said, they got the Buccaneers, six points allows to wide receivers prone to big plays and consistent completions in the air, especially to the slot. I don't, I didn't have a chance to look who runs mostly slot, but I feel like Jaden Reed's one that would do that with Dobbs and Watson on the outside. Yeah. Um, so the slot receivers feast on the Buccaneers more so than outside. And then week 16, you got the Panthers. They're 27th, the wide receivers, but they're such a bad team that I don't, and also Green Bay's run deep offense is so bad that I think they're just going to have to pass it if they want to score. So I'm not too worried about that matchup. And then week 17, you got the Vikings. They're at around 10th or 12th in points allowed to wide receivers. That's another one that is a division game, will likely be for a playoff spot because the Vikings keep winning, the Packers are winning. And uh, those games can be kind of unpredictable. As I didn't see if it was at Minnesota, which is a dome, but especially if it's at Minnesota and there's not going to be snow because Green Bay week 17 could be uh, could be a little rough. And you could you know, throw A.J. Dillon into that if you want to. Yeah, Green Bay um, indoors. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that last uh, – it's at Minnesota. Oh, well, then, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely a good spot then. Uh, yeah. Price, Dobbs, I think would is going to be cheaper, but not by a ton because he's still 23, not quite 24 yet. He's a little younger than I expected. 
someone who I'm about to say bye, I would give up Najee Harris for him. If I had Nick Chubb just sitting on a roster where I'm, you know, and I need someone, I'd probably trade Nick Chubb for someone for Dobbs, which seems on paper seems kind of weird, but I would do that for a 23 year old wide receiver who's shown the ability to find the end zone. Mm-hmm. And with Jordan Love yeah. finally hitting a stride, I yeah push back on that one. I mean, this is again. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so it's it's a completely vibes take just from what I can remember this season. But it seems to me that moving forward, Jaden Reed is going to be your explosive ceiling play. Mm-hmm. He can play inside and outside. He can he can be a runner, a rusher. You know, like and and I think he's he's definitely he's shown big playability since his days at Michigan State. Whereas Dubs is more of the uh, the floor the floor play, the steadier. You know, uh, and perhaps. Some touchdown equity because they'll look they'll look to him in the red zone probably more readily than than they would Reed. But um, <clears throat> I have Reed ranked higher because of that ceiling yeah. and, and versatility. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I think they're they're both they're both good grabs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Reed's more of the gadget player that can. You know, that's why I think he'll line up in the slot a little more, and they'll just put Watson. So if he's playing in the slot. He's he's he could be a league winner down the stretch because he's getting a lot more run, especially if Watson still has hamstring issues. Those linger pretty bad, and he's dealt with that before. So even if he's out there, he might not be a hundred percent. So I definitely like Jaden Reed. If you've got some injuries and you're looking for a cheap add-on discount for the playoffs, take a look at Cooper Cup. I don't know that his value has ever been lower than it is right now, right? Like, you know, in the, in the last, what, two, two and a half, three years, right? Um, you know, you, when we look at the schedule, Washington, right, who, you know, they're, they're, they're super bad against, like, the against perimeter, but, like, no pass rush. Team, you know, is in shambles, going to have a coaching change. Just bad versus the pass overall. People pass as much as they want on him, right? So home for Washington. Home for New Orleans, you know, like better defense than Washington, but not something that I'm afraid of. And then at the Giants in championship week, you probably got some weather concerns there. But, like, it's two weeks from now. Who knows? Three weeks from now. Uh, you know, maybe get you some cup. You know, uh, maybe you don't have a lot of picks left. And the person who fell out of contention has cup. And, you know, you don't have much in the cupboard. You don't have much to give. You can get you some cheap cup. Um I don't know as far as like I think he's one of those guys that would probably have a high variance as far as his market value yep. when it comes to when it comes to league to league, you know. Um, but if you know if I'm still if I listen if I just like had some injuries and it looks like I'm sliding out of the playoffs and I'm stuck with Cooper Cup, I'm I'm giving you the discount. I'm giving you the I'm taking seventy five cents on the dollar. Uh, I mean I'm looking here at recent trades. Today, he went straight up for Zach Charbonnet in a league. And this is yeah. a 12-team league PPR Superflex or two quarterback. Um, Elijah Moore, a second and a third. I mean, like long-term, I'd probably want the Moore in the second. But, yep. you know, for for three weeks, trying to win a championship, right? Straight up for QJ a few days ago or yesterday, right? Uh a first and a third is probably on the expensive end. That was yesterday. Like, you know, uh, Kyle Pitts in a third. You know, like I, I do, I, I'd probably do that. I'm a huge Pitts yeah. believer, but like mar- market wise, that's probably fair. You know, um, I, 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 you know, he's he's high variance as far as the price, but I think gettable for something decent. Like maybe. I don't know, maybe a, a 24 third, a, a 25 second, and, you know, a young player with upside that's on your taxi squad or something like that, right? You know? Marvin Mims, maybe. Oh, love me some Mims. Uh, free yeah. Marvin! Free Marvin! No, seriously. Get Jerry Judy out of there. Jerry Judy was one of my biggest buys in the offseason. Get him out. Get him off the field. Yeah, it seems like that's not going to work out. With, although, you know, coach speak, we saw Sean Payton, like, specifically name that Russ miss is missing Judy when he's open and needs to needs to look at him more and throw to him more. So we'll see. You know so that just confirms my belief that Russ still sucks. You know, Russ is really interesting since he got to Denver because, you know, that first year it was like, you know, 
it was, oh, you know, he's away from Pete Carroll. They're going to let him cook. And we saw that, like, you know, not good coaching, not good culture. They probably did let him cook a little too much, and we saw what happened, right? Then it was like, okay, Sean Payton, great offensive mind. The weapons are still there, better coaching, likely bounce back. Payton will put the guardrails on him and not let him cook so that he'll be effective. And it's like, if you look like, I know it hasn't been pretty, but fantasy wise, Russ has actually been fine yeah. this season. Yes. Um, but, but that, but it's not one of those things where their success is coming because of him for them. It's coming because they run a lot and, and put the guardrails on him. And that's kind of, that's kind of what he is. That's kind of what he's become. You know, you're going to, you're going to get some off structure, off platform, big plays, you know, sometimes in clutch situations, but for the most part, you want <clears throat> you want an offense that doesn't rely on Russ having to be like the guy, you know, to 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 you know, uh, it's you're not. It's one of those. Remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about like there's quarterbacks you win because of them, you win with them, or you win in spite of them. He's a with yeah. them, you know, not quite an in spite of them. He's a with them. Yeah, he's definitely not a because of them. Yeah, just speaking on Russ, even though it's off topic, I think there's some might be some touchdown variants coming their way in the in the negative. That's true too, yeah. So Cortland Sutton's been getting I don't want to call it lucky, but I just don't think they can keep up this pace of passing touchdowns. And so. what is it like that third or fourth day of the new league year of this upcoming like 2024 league year? His 2025 money, which is huge by the way, um yeah. kicks in guaranteed, I think. So going to be interesting to see what happens in Denver in the offseason. Yeah, no, totally. All right, I think I'm on my last one here. I'm going to go with – and this one kind of pains me to put on here because I don't think he's a really good running back. But I'm going to go and talk about Najee Harris here for a second. You know, I get all the hype with Jalen Warren coming in, but I just don't see a scenario, and I could be wrong on this, where – they just don't have a committee and where they don't run the two of them and they don't give the ball to Najee Harris within the five yard line. Uh, their schedule moving forward is very favorable to running backs, especially in the red zone. You got the Colts week 15, their mm. fifth total to points allowed to running backs, second touchdowns given up to running backs. The Bengals week 16, their defense hasn't been great. They're 15th and then ninth in touchdowns. And then week 17, you got the Seahawks who has been sixth. Most points allowed to running backs and tied for second with touchdowns given up. So you don't really have solid run defenses and you don't have a good passing offense. So I think they're just going to hammer uh, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren down the stretch, especially if Mitch Trubisky starting or even Mason Rudolph. Mm. Um, so it's not, it might look okay for Deontay Johnson because he's got a pretty good rapport with Trubisky, but that pass offense is going to be bad. They're going to run the ball and they're going to hand it to both the running backs. That's, I yeah. don't see that changing this year, maybe even next year if they're both there. I think they're just going to use them both because I think Warren's kind of like a Pollard type where if you give him the workload, his efficiency is going to drop it after four or five games. So, yeah, I think Najee's a yeah. pretty good buy. I think he's cheap, good schedule moving forward. And so He's going to get the carries inside the 10. He's going to get volume. Yeah. Um, we've seen with the slightly increased usage of Warren – whether that got in Najee's head or just rested Najee enough, we've seen his explosiveness and efficiency improve. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see now with the with the bad offense with Trubisky, and because of Trubisky, like there, there's probably a chance like you get Najee at a discount because the Steelers just have that stink on them now. Because like, gosh, you know, Trubisky's the quarterback. Offense isn't going to go anywhere. So yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely a good one. And I will uh, I'll end us with. Um, a guy who I used to love and just what has happened, you know, uh, there's, I think people are making way too big a deal of his, whatever, you know, 14 mile per hour, uh, uh, run. Um, and that's Austin Eckler. Um, you know, if you've slipped out of the playoffs and, and you're holding on to a 28 year old Austin Eckler, you're going to want to get him off your hands. And that means if you're a contender and you've got running back injuries, you're going to get an, a discount on on Eckler. Plus, like I said, the vibes on that 14-mile-per-hour run are just, you know, there's some stink on him. Um, now, there's definitely some touchdown cologne that he had, you know, earlier in the year that covers things up. But let's face it, like with no QJ, well, not no QJ, but QJ being up and down, inconsistent, 
with uh, Josh Palmer out, with Jalen Guyton, right? Like, I mean, they're running out Stone Smart. They're running out Alex Erickson. Like, 52%, I think, of the opportunities are running through Keenan and Austin Eckler, uh, who don't normally have positive correlation, but due to the injuries, it's like, listen, you know, that's who we're giving the ball to. So, um, you know, there is some talk, you know, that Josh Kelly is going to get some carries here or there, you know, to spell Eckler. I don't know that that's going to be a huge dent in his volume, but either way, you want him for the high value touches. You want him for his pass catching. You want him for his, his touchdown equity. Uh, and so when we look at, you know, bringing that into with the discount matchups at Las Vegas, home for Buffalo in a dome. So both of those are dome. Um, you know, a Buffalo defense that is not very good against the run. Uh, they've given up some uh, some explosive plays, which I think hurts their numbers. But overall, like, you know, they're, they're, they're mediocre against the run. They're nothing to write home about. And then at Denver, uh, who's very bad against the run, obviously weather concerns in Week 17 at Denver. But, uh, you know, leaving those aside, it's a very, very good matchup uh, uh, for Eckler. Uh, so, and by extension, you know, honorable mention for a guy like Keenan Allen, you know, who's already 31 and Gerald Everett, you know, if they're, if you can get them as well, they, they have those same matchups. Gerald Everett, by the way, uh, the Denver defense really funnels targets to tight ends. They're, they're, they're pretty good against wide receivers. And he has, including this week, if you're listening tonight, two matchups with Denver this week and in week 17. So he's another, another guy to grab. Um, you know, when it comes to Eckler, as far as price goes, again, I think he's pretty high variance from what I've seen. You know, I think his name value still inflates his price in some leagues, whereas, you know, the whole like, you know, he is what he is. He's a 28-year-old running back, deflates his price in some leagues. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I'm not saying give up the moon for him. I mean, when I'm looking at this, like, he, he just went up straight straight up for DJ Moore today. So I don't know what what that trade's about. Like I'm not giving up DJ Moore for him, no. you know. But a, a mix of thirds and Ezekiel Elliott, um, Ty, uh, Spears, Sky Moore, and Aiden O'Connell got you Austin Eckler in a league today. Um, straight up for Pollard. Straight up for T Higgins. I'm not making those trades. Um, straight up for Waddle. I'm not making that trade. So again, I. High variance, right? But, you know, Keaton Mitchell, a fourth and a fifth yesterday. Straight up for a 25 second yesterday. You know, like he's gettable in some leagues. So, you know, go go give go give it a shot for Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah that's even uh, more variance in Cooper Cup there, it looks like. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I don't want to not look into that 14-mile-power run. But at the same time, like you said, they're playing Denver. It was really bad. He's still a really good running back. Yeah. He was – RB one, which last year or the year before. So, yeah. And when I, were I'm, when were you ever into Eckler for his for his long speed and his game breaking explosive plays? Like no, you're not even, you're not looking for him to take sixty yards to the house. You know, even week one or two when he was fully healthy, he still got chased down pretty easily by a DB, and no one said anything then. So that's yeah. like yeah, Zeke reached eighteen miles an hour easily, and Eckler didn't. But I'm not looking too much into that, especially if the right the right manager who's just out of it, you could – some of those trades, man, you can just give up nothing and have a really solid piece. Mm -hmm. And just a little bit of DFS to bounce off Gerald Everett. He's 3,400. Eckler's 7,000-something. Those That could easily pay off. this week, yeah. Yeah, that's that's easy. Someone who's usually 8,000, 9,000. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, Gerald Everett, I, that's, a, that's a good call. And for the offseason, when we talk about buys in the offseason, I'm sure we will. I'm going to be talking about a lot of people on the Chargers, especially Justin Herbert. I don't think he's a good buy now, because, but I think his value is going to drop a little to certain people who expected him to be a top three quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to give one honorable mention while we're mm -hmm. at it, and that's Parker Washington, right? So we've seen Kirk now out for the year, I believe, uh, with that with that abdomen thingamabobber. Parker Washington, solid guy, like not, no, not – to me personally, I never saw any like elite traits in him, mm -hmm. but solid all around uh, and underrated. Uh, but then I saw the six round draft capital and I saw the the fairly crowded um, pass catcher you know group and I kind of faded him and I only got like two or three shares of him out of like 40 something leagues. I'm starting to regret that. Like I again, it's a player I liked. I should have just, you know, gotten a player that I liked. You know, when you're, it's in the third and fourth round, what's what's the difference, you know? 
Um, but yeah, Kirk is out. Um, you know, uh, Ridley serves a certain purpose, and that purpose is different from the purpose that Washington will serve in the slot. He's a he's you know very good at 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 the catch point. Um, you know, if you watch the the snow game against Ohio State last year, um, you know he he was making some some good grabs then. You know, Baltimore week fifteen, eh, you know, but you know that that could shoot out. Uh, and then at Tampa Bay and home for Carolina in in weeks in week sixteen and seventeen, and you know I think he's going to get peppered with 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 targets. Whether it's CJ Beathard, you you maybe you maybe only have to eat like another week of CJ Beathard because there's already rumors that Lawrence might go tomorrow, right? So yeah. that means for the stretch run for the playoff run, he's probably going to be there, Lawrence. So you know uh, he's uh, you know and again probably gettable. You know again if you're if you're a non contender, what what motivation do you have to move a rookie wide receiver whose value just increased well probably because you know his value increased and kirk isn't going anywhere so yeah. you know now in the offseason like is he back to that like uh you know we need to get parker washington playing time who knows right uh so so yeah he's a he's a guy that honorable mention if you can grab him um for cheap get him thrown into a trade you know, in this Eckler trade that you're making, you know, uh, he, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. No, for sure. I have no issue just selling Parker Washington for what I can get for him because I have him in three leagues and I got him for a total of 55 fab. So yeah. like if you can give me any pick on top of that and I'm not competing, like I might try and get more, but I'll probably t- end up taking that just because, you know, we, we talked about him very briefly in the rookie thing. He wasn't really on my radar. I had Jamal Agnew ahead of him in that depth chart. So I, it could be good the rest of the year, but I'm not sure moving forward really what his role will be. All right. Someone got him for two fourths today, for one fourth yesterday, for Clyde Edwards Hilaire yesterday. Um, him and Kirk Cousins for Russell Wilson uh, yesterday. Straight up I, for Clyde, a fourth yesterday. AT Clyde Perry Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is interesting. I guarantee you that was because Pacheco's out and someone's yeah. probably trying to compete. So I mean, shoot. Probably somebody needed a wide receiver, somebody yeah. needed a running back, and they just exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, he, too much. you know, he you never know, right? He's a he's a guy. Speaking that, of CEH, you'll know something funny. I just traded for Keaton Mitchell in a league where I'm in the playoffs and I had to drop somebody and I dropped CEH. And now he's uh I could have plugged him in for Pacheco because it was only got Pacheco in. Yeah, you know what though? You, you you'd rather have Keaton though. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, like, I think you'd rather have Keaton this week, the next three weeks, and next year. It's my only league that has a cap on position players. Like I said, I had too many running backs, so I was because yeah. I would have just dropped like Kyle Phillips or yeah, Juwan Jennings, but I couldn't. So I was I'm in a basketball league that uh that limits quarterbacks. You can only have four quarterbacks, right? But uh, but yeah, you know, we, we Baltimore is a weather game tomorrow. Going to mm-hmm. be you know, going to be more running than passing probably. So you know, fire oh, yeah, up forty nine hundred Keaton Mitchell. I was just about to say, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm playing him with a lot of Christian McCaffrey's tomorrow to offset the uh, the price there. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, the uh, the DFS uh, bonus show. <laughs> Is uh, for uh, patrons. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is, this is all free. Uh, here, I'll link my Venmo in there if you want to hear more. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's good, but it's all free. <laughs> all right. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review uh, to the Going For Two Live podcast audio feed. If you're watching here on YouTube or other video outlets, please make sure you subscribe, like, notifications, bell, comment, um, uh, follow, friend, uh, I'm going to be on, uh, we're going to be on Twitch next week with, uh, moving lights behind us playing, uh, elder scroll. Is that a, that's a game, right? Something like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, elder scrolls <laughs> is Skyrim. Okay. All right. Oh, see, I've never heard it pronounced. So I always thought it was like Skyrim. I was like, oh, Skyrim. <laughs> Just don't let Thomas Tipple, our friend here, you say that. Oh, uh, it's okay. We all have our time. Time for plugs. Josh, where can we find you and your work? Yeah, you can find me playing Skyrim. On... <laughs> no, I'm just... You can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. And uh, I also got a Blue Sky invite, so I've been kind of enjoying that over X and Elon Musk shenanigans. So you can find me on there, too. Same username. Um, yeah, you can find my rankings on goingfor2.com. 
I said it last week I was going to update them. I haven't yet, but I will before the playoffs. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have some offseason articles on there too. So, All right, same for me. You can find me on Twitter, FFJunkie underscore uh, articles and rankings on goingfor2.com. More writing in the in the offseason than in season. Uh, probably going to do a few rookie profiles this year. I might, I might twist my own arm and do a couple rookie videos. We'll see. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like like the whole like planned, like scripted kind of video. Yeah. Where I just, I'm not good at it. Like I've done a couple and I just don't, I don't love it. It's not really my thing. Uh, you know, live I'm okay, yeah. but like, you know, recorded. Uh, I'm not, you can find uh, me also on the Dynasty Fever podcast, midweek audio only. We've been pretty sporadic uh, this season. We're thinking of hooking up next week. I think we want to talk about some some tight ends and sort of the changing of the guard uh, in, in, in tight ends uh, at Dynasty Fever Pod there. Uh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, if I had to do one of those, if it was scripted, it would feel rigid, like I'm reading a script. If I didn't, I would forget almost everything I was going to say and just ramble. So <laughs> I feel you. That's why I don't really do those. I did a 59-second short on Tank Dell for RPO football. Um I feel bad because like I wanted to do more for RPO football, but it just between being busy and like my skill set just not. But anyway, yeah. And I did a 59 second video on on Tank Bigsby. Like I I, I swear it took me like five takes to do it, and it was <laughs> one minute, one minute. Like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. All right, going for two dot uh, com has everything that you need for uh, fantasy, DFS, redraft, dynasty, all that jazz. Uh, we have pretty much a podcast live, uh, most of them live, uh, pretty much every day or night of the week, <clears throat> including our pregame show tomorrow. And I think if you go to goingfor2.live now, it's just all our live shows that you can just quickly access if you don't want to uh, read the articles and stuff that are on goingfor2.com. Uh, and if you are on goingfor2.com, the bottom right little purple thingy, click on that, join the Discord, it's free. Lots of channels, people asking for, you know, trade advice and lineup start sit and, you know, DFS and redraft and dynasty and our show as a channel, et cetera, et cetera. So hop on in there. It's going to be, it's going to be lit. It's going to be bussing and not, not mid. It's going to be uh, dripping with riz. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that was better than I expected <laughs> that to go, honestly. So that could have been a lot worse. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Go Irish. Show hey time. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs>